to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Joe Dorowski, and I edited an essay collection called The Ages of Superman, Essays on the Man of Steel in Changing Times. No, See, we're talking about Dawn of Justice now. Yeah. Man of Steel was, <laughs> was 143 minutes later. Yeah. Okay. yeah, there's still Superman in there, though. I'm just going to let you know that I'm going to edit all of this out, and then I'm just going to cut it off with, I'm Joe Dorowski, and I edit. And that's it. <laughs> just to let you know. So, um, All right, well, today uh, on Dawn of Justice Minute, we are talking about minute number 22. Uh, the minute's going to start out with uh, our two cops, uh, you know, clearing corners, all tactical style if you will trying to be trying to be they're just gotham cops you know how they go uh the minute's gonna end with a. Uh, um see i forgot the name of them so i just wrote down shotgun cop <laughs> so shotgun. is that one rucka or? that's rucka. that's rucka the young yeah. one is rucka yeah okay the older one is mazuchelli yes so uh shotgun rucka cop uh going to investigate a noise he heard upstairs that's a good are they, description are they, are they corrupt oh hold on we'll We'll save okay, it. we'll save it. Put a pin in it. Before we get into this minute, I want to uh, read another review that we have. Um, it's, this review was left by a bat fan, Jordan V. Uh, and I asked Mark what the V stood for, so maybe we'll get an answer. It's him v versus Superman, everyone. Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Dawn of Justice. It's him against the world. Yeah, okay. All right. Good, good good one this one he did uh, probably just his last name last initial could be <laughs> um he titled it insightful analysis of the dceu which uh that's very kind um he's he goes to say um that mark nathan and their justice league roster of guests do insightful in-depth breakdowns of the dceu minute by minute exclamation point so i probably should have had that minute by minute uh <laughs> there is so much depth to the dceu films and they do it justice with their brilliant analysis I first found this podcast when Andy Jean, uh, Jean, oh gosh, Andy DeGenova. Yeah, d- there you go. DeGenova was on as a guest, and I've been hooked ever since. He got me with that. Why didn't he? DJ Nova. DJ Nova. DJ Nova Core. I don't. I, yeah. It's a okay. different universe. Yeah. Go Hold ahead. on. Go ahead. Uh, are the, thank you. Yes, uh, thank you very much. And if you want to hear your amazing reviews read over the air, leave us a great five star review on iTunes, and we will love to do that <laughs> i threw in like an article in there somewhere that didn't belong um do you think the cops are corrupt cops like you know how gcpd is always like unclean and they're like just as bad as the criminals do you think rucka and mazzuccelli are those kind of guys or like no i don't think so i think i didn't get that because, vibe yeah it's and i know you gotta think like this gotham city is uh, 20 years with batman so like there's gotta be some uh it's got to be cleaner now, it's right? It's got to be, yeah. There's got to be something. I don't know. It's, is it's, it? It's, I mean, or has Gotham made Batman corrupt? It's a question. It's very possible. And there. then, like <laughs> again, you can go twenty years with Batman. That can either go two ways. One of one of two ways. It can either go two ways. Whatever. See, it go both and ways. I, doesn't matter. And I, it could either be like Gotham, like awesome, we're great, we embrace Batman like crazy, this is good. But then twenty years could be like also really bad all right i'm done with this guy yeah or you know it's still just constant crime like he says like uh, criminals are like weeds you just pick them up and they just grow more and more 20 years of that could destroy morale of everybody you know both citizens criminals and batman alike so you know it's kind of 
We don't know what's going on. This could be like an all-time low Gotham. I always like the the idea. Uh, well, I do it. I don't like in the Dark Knight series. I don't like. I like Batman Begins a lot. It's like one of my favorite. I think it is my favorite Batman film. Um, but the jump from that to Dark Knight, where it's like super clean and like mostly Dark Knight takes place in the day, and it's like it doesn't even look like the same city anymore. Oh, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But it like it doesn't. I mean, but that's the point, right? It's supposed to look that clean because of Batman. Um, I don't know. See, it's a di- one. It's like a completely different city film. No, it's thing. still Chicago. Did it's they film it? Yeah. Okay. See, I never got a Chicago f- feel from Batman Begins. Don't know why. I just never got a Chicago feel. A lot of that was studio built. Too, sure. So. And then, like you know, you had like the train that was above ground that was really good. And awesome looking, but like, that like looked Gotham esque, and it was probably because of like the support yeah. arches that were on it and stuff. I don't know. Um, so, like in this film, do you think it was clean at some point and then just like decayed back again? That's what I'm saying. That's what it could very well be the result of 20 years of Batman. It I'm just could, trying like, to think of like a, in this universe, in those 20 years of Batman, did at some point. Gotham like praise Batman and like put posters up on the street saying like he's watching you be careful and then like over time they were like hey this guy's just as crazy as the villains he's locking up maybe not posters but we do know just because of Justice League trailers that there's still a signal so like you know what that signal is that signal is the city at least oh, yeah, acknowledge a signal yeah, yeah he, they acknowledge that he is an entity and he is a thing so maybe not posters but there's still like that level of fear slash safety that comes with you know comes with the citizens of gotham even when batman exists for a little bit and people start to trust him it's just like a feeling you know it, it it's a gut thing mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a gut thing for gothamites to like batman and it's and it's a feeling for us as readers to like understand it with the imagery i guess from books and movies what do you Does think, that make Joe? Sense? I don't know. I could definitely see, like, with the 20-year history of Batman, like, a few years in, it cleans up, but then because, you know, the argument about Batman attracting, like, the crazier and crazier criminals, it gets yeah. worse and worse after that. <laughs> yeah. Like, good initial wave, he takes care it's of the normal depressing. criminals, but once he gets his rogues gallery going, then yeah. it's actually worse than it would have been without him. Thinking of that, like, take... Take what that stencil is, like yeah. that up and down roller coaster of like your career, and apply <laughs> it to like anything you do. This podcast, and it's like that's a scary thing to like have to deal with. I don't want to ever go through that kind of thing. Like, imagine Batman, like, oh, I'm doing such a great job, and then you're like, oh my god, I'm not doing a great job anymore. How do I stop it? And it's just like a bleeding wound for the rest of your life. And it's like, I don't want that to ever happen with anything. No, not at or all. Or anyone. Yeah. That's. Damn, that's terrible. You're hitting it. You're yeah. getting real deep, Mark. Or it's early morning Superman. and you're getting real deep. The man is still here in this universe. Like, oh, look at me. I've become a superhero. These people love me. And then it's like in this film, it's like, oh, no, they don't love me. How do I make it stop? That's very true. That's terrifying. So, like, I still don't understand good... the point where the people love him in this universe. We'll get like... there. Well, I mean, if you saw such a guy, anyways. Um, hang on. So, like, apply that. Uh, Creston 
the roller coaster, roller coaster, yeah. whatever you call that, uh, crest and trough. Sure. Whatever yeah, that thing yeah. is. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, to of of Batman's career, and that's usually typically you see that in the first few years of him being active like mm-hmm. it starts out with like just like street level crime and then the mobsters and stuff and then the crazies come out a few years later mm-hmm. like it's very early on that's kind of like what we get as the superman story in here where it's like what you said the bleeding wound of like it's called the, the honeymoon effect is that what it is yeah you know I the first know, i wouldn't describe that a honeymoon and a marriage is a bleeding wound that's a little that's <laughs> no but that's what they call it they they you never heard that term before the honeymoon effect i heard that like term the first before. like but that's little... usually like taken like in a in a positive outlook. No, it's usually well that a... no that it's like the first the first um, interaction. You know, it's it's going to be very positive for a short time, and then the honeymoon wears off, and it gets worse after yeah. that. So, like, do you describe that as Superman's uh, story and theme in this movie? I would get, say so. I d- yeah, because it's his first couple see. years or just first couple months of. Being Joe active. doesn't know where the honeymoon ever. Yeah, happened. exactly. He just destroyed <laughs> your city. Why are you building a statue of him? Yeah. And I how mean, does Metropolis even exist in this universe at this point? <laughs> like, What do you mean? Oh, because of how, it? like... Yeah, how, how destroyed it was. Like, how long did it take us to rebuild on the 9-11 site in New York? Hey, man. I guess maybe Lex Superman Luther. was rebuilding every single night in Metropolis. Could be. Superman could have. I don't Relax. know. When I went to New York, I was kind of surprised at how it was. the new building was already done. So People work fast, man. Um, there you go. But, like, it, it's, it it's true. It's... it's um. Why praise this this guy that just you know terrified and and I, it's 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 like a give and take. That's kind a of good, thing. but it's a good argument, Joe. I yeah, mean, it's we, a very good. I like, love that argument. Yeah, like why praise that guy? Yeah, that, that is the argument because people do and some people don't, and that's the beauty of it. So, we, I will say know. to be positive about this film, one thing I do like is that the reason Batman doesn't like Superman is what happened in at the end of Man of Steel. I think that is a good narrative choice for establishing uh the initial tension between the two characters yeah i mean why wouldn't it it got you angry yeah it got you angry <laughs> and then you take that a little one step further and then you just become the very thing that you sort of destroy boom and there you go write it down yeah um so yeah maybe that's what it is with um yeah so it's all just a honeymoon effect at this point so um going into the minute have we even gotten into the minute we were just talking about if the cops are (laughs) corrupt and we got here um yeah going into the minute my first thing is about the batarang so yeah the batarang or the bat throwing knife which does batman call it a batarang does he does he oh i know that's just like a that's a that's a fan thing like we just assume that's it's called a batarang i think Um, in the comics it's been called a batarang but i don't think i've ever heard it said in film no um, it's never been. I, 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 you know what? Like I bet in the 1960s, Batman, it was called yeah. a battering. They would have. From yeah, what I remember, Batman Forever is the only one to actually have a batarang to like come back. Mm. I think. Or was that a birdarang? Hmm. What is the difference? As long as it there's comes, a big difference, Mark. I know, but if read it, a book. If it comes back, then it is a boomerang. But if it doesn't come back, and you're throwing it into a wall. It's a bat throwing knife. A I think it's just knife. always a batarang. <laughs> but if it does, <sighs> no, no, I I understand the the actual weaponry term that you're trying to get at right now. Yeah, because Captain Boomerangs, Boomerangs come back. Not all the time, though. 
Well, they could if they wanted to. Remember that one time Sokka's boomerang didn't come back? Sad moment. Okay, anyways. <laughs> oh, what the? Out of toner again? Oh, Lois Lane is going to kill me. Hey, does anyone know where we keep the toner cartridges? Of course. Everyone knows we keep the toner cartridges in the supply closet. The only problem is we're completely out. I just checked. Completely out? But I gotta get these articles printed and on Perry's desk by Monday the latest. Well, you could go to amazon.toolmedia.com and buy the toner from there. They definitely get here before Monday. Amazo who? Amazon.toolmedia.com. You can find almost anything on there and it'll get here faster than a speeding bullet. And a fraction of what you pay for goes to helping out some podcast called DC Cinematic Minute. Well, that's awesome. I'm all about helping others, as you know. <laughs> all right, so Amazon.2OldMedia.com. Well, I better get to it before Superman stirs up another headline. It's a throwing knife. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if he calls them batarangs. I think we... I have... think if you actually look up, like, there's got to be somewhere in, in this book right here that we haven't been utilizing for the past few weeks. That... Oh, I use it. Well, have, is, have you seen anything where they actually say batarang in it? You can look at it. I don't know which page it Open is. Open that book. Oh, gosh. Um, so they, they hear a disturbance once they enter the building, and so um, we do get a beautiful shot of the batarang in the... You called it a batarang. <laughs> well, I'm going to call it what it is, like, what they call it. So they, they show the batarang um, in the wall. Um, I do like this batarang a lot. Yeah. Um, I like the design of it. It looks plausible or like uh practical yeah how come now is this is this a christopher nolan thing that like the batarang has to match the symbol because you don't see like george clooney going or like michael keaton with like the big fat wing you know they've all looked like their symbol in all the films have that has was his like this you know what i'm talking about michael keaton's no i think michael keaton's was straighter wasn't it yeah yeah i remember it being not nothing had like the black and white uh, like it, it, I guess you call it the 1989 symbol style, because like that's even from like the animated series and whatnot. It was. I'm having my hands up in like two C's or parentheses <laughs> style, like as like the side of the wing. The very curved Batman symbol. The that they very used curved for the one, Tim Burton. Yeah. One. Look at that up there, and even on uh, what's that from? Uh, We're hush. now pointing at a Batman poster in my yeah. living room. It's from like the <laughs> Hush. It's from Hush. Yeah. Um, him standing on a gargo- gargoyle. Um, but, uh, in the movie gargoyle. In Schu- no, it's a TV show. Schumacher's Batman films, I, I thought they look like the symbol as well. Well, no, because that was the one that were really, like, uh, s- um, skinny, I guess. They were, like, closed. Like, the wings were closed in, and then when you threw them, they, like, opened yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was, like, I remember, I remember Chris O'Donnell's, like, being really skinny. And it, and it was like a that was and whenever you say birdarang that's my opinion of what it is okay like that really yeah anyway i've always thought that they matched the crest of you know not only in the movies but like tv show or the books like that they would just somehow you know resemble the symbol because as an artist 
it's your turn to draw Batman. Like you get yeah, to do it. Like it's not you get like... to design him kind <laughs> of like, so you kind of get the, and it's not even like, even if you think about it, like in universe, like as Bruce, it's not like you're going to have like different symbols of your own thing. That's different from like your chest that you identify with. You know what I mean? Now it begs a question. Like, do you design the Batarang first? And then do you, you design the symbol to reflect the Batarang? Is it? Yeah, like, exactly. Can, can, can I throw this? Oh, this is a real chick, chicken and egg situation yeah. you guys so are like, coming up with. Yeah, it really is. So like Ben Affleck's Batman created the Batarang and then was like, wait, I'm pretty sure it's how Christian Bale did it. What? In, his, in Batman Begins, it's like he carved the Batarang. The Batarang first. It was like that straight Nolan Bat symbol. Yeah. And then he was like, or Michael Caine was like, why bats, sir? And then like he does that whole thing, like, I'm afraid of bats. And then he throws <laughs> it at the wall. And it's like, that's like your first time you get to see the bat symbol was when he threw it at the wall. So And then after that, you that's been the bat it's symbol. It's like, just make so. that bigger, slap that on my chest, and we, we've got to keep it Exactly, exactly. So I think, I just answered my own question, that sometimes the batarang defines the bat symbol. Okay, <laughs> anyways, moving on here. So, But I do like this batarang. I, I, I like... The cuts in it were like there's a blade here, there's a sharp edge here, there's a sharp edge there. Um, it looks it, it really big... looks like a because the like Batman, a knife be- yeah, kinda. the Batman yeah. Begins batterings were like darts, they're like yeah. these very oh, even, small, tiny things. Even in um, Rises, they had like the little yeah, <laughs> that noise that you make FFT yeah. with your lips and pushing your yeah, and like they went into the neck. You remember what I'm talking about? The, like the needle ones. Like, oh, they're sleep darts. Sleep darts. <laughs> <laughs> These look like you could actually hold them in your hands and actually fight with them if you're not going to throw them. That's cool. I have a statue of um, um, this oh Batman. Gosh. No, it's not. It's not this. Yeah, I do have a statue of this Batman, but um, it's a. Uh, oh, man. I can't even remember who it is. It's one of the black and white statues. And he's, oh, it's um, Greg Capullo's. And he's got like the the batarangs uh, clenched in his fingers, mm-hmm. kind of like he's got like three of them. They all like broke Wolverine's off. claws. Yeah, and I'm really bummed because when I was moving, they all broke. And when I was trying to repackage it, and I don't know how to, I don't even know how to begin to just like glue them apart or whatever. I just cut my Can't losses and get another broken. one. Yeah, I'm really bummed about it. I'm sour. Don't bring it up again. Sour Mark. grapes. Yeah, <laughs> really sour grapes about it. Um. Joe, you page any thoughts me? on the Batarang before we move on? I it's clearly a Batarang when you see it. <laughs> you know, like it, it's so iconic though, like the idea that Batman has this. I think for films, like there's some gadgets that maybe will be there, maybe won't be there, but the Batarang, it seems like directors are they they yearn to get their cool visual shot of the Batarang embedded in a wall. <laughs> um, I wonder if it's like you know, contractually obligated. Yeah, yeah, they they, they want to so. take their swing at this kind of imagery. And the, Zack Snyder, for all my issues and some of his storytelling choices, he can do a good visual. And this is a great, you know, shot with the flashlight in the background, and then you cross cut to uh, over the the cop shoulders with their flashlight sh- sh- uh, shining onto it. Whereas here, it's kind of silhouetted by the flashlight. So I think it's it's a, a well done sequence to introduce the idea of. Yeah, or, or like another hint at Batman. If if you miss the subtle imagery of the bats flying out of the the chimney, now you really know. Oh, there's Batman in there. Oh, it wasn't just bats. It was actually, you know, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
is you know not only Zack Snyder, but it's when he gets to really work with Larry Fong, the cinematographer, they mm-hmm. do some amazing stuff, which I'll bring up in the very last minute of the week with um, talk about some Lois Lane stuff. Larry Fong does an amazing job. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if nothing else to praise Zack Snyder, I think it's undeniable with kind of like some of the more visual stuff that it, you know at least it looks pretty, right? <laughs> yeah, I got a picture. They got a two-page layout of some of the gadgets that Batman yeah. uses in this. His the thing. grappling gun that uh, that's all Patrick, they talk about. Patrick Tatopoulos, what he designed as the um, well, not him because Zack Snyder was the one who was like, no, I want it to look more rustic, so. Um, but what they came up as the final product of his grappling gun, we'll get there. Uh, I wasn't talking about the grappling gun. I was, I was, I was talking about the battering. It's the only talking. time you show the battering in this thing, and they don't even this two-page layout of all these weapons with a little bit of paragraph here and a little bit of description on the side. Not once do they mention any other weapon besides a grapple gun. Whoops. Um, so they hear disturbance. Uh, from downstairs, they uh, Raka and Mazu go to check out the the noise, um, and as they walk down the basement, they discover a group of Asian women held prisoner in a cell. Uh, kind of little spooky scene we got going on here. Yeah, this is a very like uh, horror movie esque. Like we talked about, you know, it, remember we talking about Man of Steel with the horror movie? Yeah, yeah. what it. Um, when, when's Snyder gonna make another horror movie? Did I? I don't know if I wrote that down for this one or for tomorrow. But yeah, when it comes to directing a horror scene, like Zack Snyder knows how to do that. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes you think, like, why he doesn't do more of them? James Wan is another one. Oh he's man, doing, um, he's doing Aquaman. I want Aquaman to terrify me, dude. Especially if it's about the trench. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm just gonna come out and say it. It's a missed opportunity for Katana, who is in Suicide Squad. Joe, have you seen Suicide Squad? I have. Okay. And yeah, that, so she... Yeah, we'll talk about the DCU yeah, stuff well, later on. I'll, I'll <laughs> ask you about that later. Just wanted to know if you've seen it. So uh, I did look up Karen Fukuhara's uh, IMDb. She's not in this film. It's just Suicide Squad. It was actually her first film. Um, okay. And I love Katana in that movie, um, even though she doesn't get a lot of screen time. Um I do like that character, but I feel like if she was in this one, and if the main uh, woman in this scene was that character, it would be a great kind of like, like kind of touching base with that universe or, or like the shared universe. But also like, all right, this is where once she's out of this cell, this is when she kind of goes on a killing spree of being katana. And like, this is like why would the, she be in that cell in the first place? She was trapped up in some human trafficking scheme come on give was your that kid. in universe is that is that what we have to relate it to or are you just saying like we could have gone there we could have gone there oh, okay. like it would have i'm helped, sorry i missed helped. your first part oh, no. of this thing and it i would have like, helped Whoa. build like an origin <laughs> story of like some you know trials and tribulations that this uh vigilante goes through could have been you know it kind of hardens the character she becomes ruthless she goes out for revenge she's like this is her kind of getting tripped up in the in the uh I don't know the the, 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 world. the thread that the she's thread. been pulling on. Yeah. So like, it's just not, yeah, just put her in there and like have it be like the start of an origin. She's trying to avenge her father. It's not the man. first time we called out to have a Suicide Squad character in these movies. I know, Steve right? Trevor, man, Rick Flag <laughs> or Rick Flag. That's what it was, not Steve Trevor. <laughs> you guys want Suicide Squad? You want a Watchmen? You just want let's get everything. 
<laughs> rolling everything, in. <laughs> I don't know if I want Joe, the Watchmen thing yet. Joe, everything is connected. <laughs> yes. I promise you. Like, you will, later on in these years, it'll happen. You'll be sitting in your movie theater and be like, that son of a bitch was right. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> it's all, it'll probably be after the Flashpoint movie, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. You're going to sit there and you're going to go home and you're like, I have to rethink everything. Um, you're going to call me and you're going to be like, Nate, I can't. <laughs> like, it's all right, Joe. But yeah. So um, you guys know the the differences between the theatrical cut and the extended edition cut. Was all of this through the house sequence in the theatrical cut, or has yes. this been expanded? Yeah. Okay. No, the only thing that was expanded from this was just the beginning. Um, yep. Okay, the, the cop car stuff. Minute. Yeah. Why you do not remember this? I remember this. I just didn't remember it being so long. Of, uh, I mean, this is uh, <laughs> we get several, like it, it's a couple full minutes of the cops wandering through a very moodily lit abandoned house before we see Batman. Which there is the horror, you know, kind of suspense building aspect of it. But when you're trimming so much for time, I'm surprised <laughs> they kept so much of cops wandering through moodily lit hallways. Yeah, see, if you put it in that term, it seems like this is way long of a sequence than it should be. We don't... Uh... And then it goes to show, whose job was it to cut up the, you know, whatever thing it was to have, like, a theatrical version. It was like, oh, we got to cut up these minutes. And, like, who is the one choosing what the things to cut out? That's what I want to know. And, and saying we've got to keep these... <laughs> I think you could establish the atmosphere in one minute and not three minutes of of, you know, the... Uh, you know, the screaming and you're, you're hearing yeah. these sounds, which, I, again, I think it's effective for that horror movie vibe. But when they're concerned about the length of this film, I just would have assumed this is one of the things that would have been tightened down to, to less screen time. My thing would be to not worry about the timing, because I feel like that's when you start hurting what your product is. Oh, yeah. No, we're both on the <laughs> thing. Make your movie as long as you want. Like, people will sit through it. Come on. If it's a good story, then <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if it's worth it, then do it. Yeah. Like, um, what is that show? The OA. Or yeah. nowadays it's Game of Thrones where it's like their time, they're, they're not stuck to doing 60-minute shows yeah. or 22-minute yeah. episodes. It's like if it takes an hour and a half for a good episode, do the episode. If it only needs to be 20 minutes, then do a 20-minute episode. Yeah. But don't limit because when you start doing it based on time, then... Who cares? Like, when you read a book, no one's telling that person that that book has to be a thousand pages. Uh, yeah, there are. There's, like, no, editors. not. Yeah, huh? Well, like, you're going to tell me, like, a chapter has to be 50 pages, uh, this chapter has to be 50 pages. No, they just write, and then they cut down to where it's a good story, and that's it. And then I'm it's not book... saying this chapter by chapter, but... It's not like J.K. Rowling <laughs> but... was like, oh, all right, I had to make this book bigger than the last one. It just was bigger. Yeah, but it could have been cut down i feel like there's like editors that stuff that say like no you gotta like cut this down and i feel like like with the the harry potter example i feel like she got big enough that by like book five the editor just said do your thing and book five could have yeah. used an editor saying we need to trim this one down and it seems like yeah. six and seven got tighter after that where maybe they said mm, that got a little unwieldy uh it's true <laughs> in book five it's true. six was it's, no matter what there's always that person that gets paid to do these things that reviews things that says no cut this out cut this out but then mm -hmm. the burning I mean, question even is in, always i mean this isn't narrative storytelling, but I submitted a book manuscript and it's nonfiction academic and I had to cut 80 pages from that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And like, does that just make you wonder like why? Like what, what about it makes you want to cut that out? Like, was it not pertinent like to the story or, or what? I don't know. That's just, 
if it's someone's art or you know work it should be taken as just that like in full and instead of like i mean yeah if, if someone needs to like go ahead and clean it up but not say like hey cut this out like what hey, is the runtime difference between the extended cut and the theatrical cut it's 30 minutes yeah that's quite a bit of cutting it's a lot of cutting and they cut out <laughs> stuff that makes you question it they everything. cut out the they cut out a whole movie like just a, it's a two these are two separate movies theatrical yeah. versus extended. the theatrical cut in no way supports superman it does not all. and it's like super biased it's weird it's almost like it's made to show you batman's fight against superman it's supposed to show you that like hey you remember that man is still movie that pissed you off with him destroying all these buildings you should still be mad at that guy but batman's <laughs> really cool yeah, yeah that's yeah that's like our, our course correction part. for the DCEU isn't redeeming Superman. It's like, hey, no. you guys like Batman still, right? Yeah, <laughs> and that's just like, why? And what Justice thought League, process? I think the Justice League film like plays into the fact that you've seen the ultimate cut. It's like it yeah. plays into like because in Justice League they're like, oh, Superman was like a beacon of hope and everything, and, and a lot of people are kind of like, well, I don't know when that ever happened. Yes, I, it's like, <laughs> yeah, Joe's that's one exactly of them. That's exactly what I yeah. said. Like, I tweeted out after the trailer dropped. I'm like, I wish I had seen the movie that they described Superman as in the trailer for for Justice League. Like, he inspires us all. Yeah. Win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in the Ultimate Edition, that like you get that. You get him being a nice guy trying to do the right thing, kind yeah. of thing. You get to see like how Lex Luthor kind of. I don't want to spoil anything. I feel like we should stop here because we'll get into like spoiler, <laughs> yeah, spoiler territory. We'll, but we'll get into all our material. You'll see how he was wrong in the Ultimate Edition. And then it brings the whole question. Now, in regards to like this minute and like how it might feel very long, we are doing the minute-by-minute minute format, yeah. which might draw it out a little bit. But when you're sitting down and watching it, it's like only three minutes. Like It goes by really quick, and you get the spookiness, and you, you know, you're like, all right, Batman's a myth still. Yeah. People are freaking out. This woman says it's still here instead of he's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, showing that it's a creature. It's a creature. That's it's literally... a demon. She says it's a demon, which is it's just perfect. I don't know. It's just great imagery, in my opinion. That's something that always drew me to the to the character himself. I like being scared. I like Superman being my symbol of like the good guy and hope, and I like Batman enlisting fear into things. Yeah, he's I was, still a good guy. I've always he's a great liked, detective, um, but. You know, Scary. like the JLA books that you gave me way back when. Oh, yeah. Where it's like when the Justice League is conferring together and they're talking, you always got Batman up in the rafters yeah. being some, like, creature up there. Yeah, it's like I've always darkness. liked that Batman, being some paranoid freak of nature. Yeah. Like, up in the rafters or whatever. In the shadows, hiding around. Yeah. That's great. Who was it? That was, um, it was Grant Morrison's run, JLA run. Yeah. I wrote down, it's like if the Mothman fought crime. <laughs> so. no. I'm not wrong, am this I? Is so, this is so natural for you to say as you're reading it on your page. That's what it is. Like, like, it's like just an demon. urban legend. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fantastic. You blew- Imagine if we lived in that kind of society where like, or there was like a town where it's like, yo, Mothman's real and he fights crime. Like that's... <laughs> That is Batman. That's saying something. That is Batman, and man, it's terrifying, right? To like, I would never put it in my scene. real world. Yeah, right now, <laughs> that's that's creepy because then you gotta again. Then you think like that man must be crazy. 
why is he dressed up like a moth and go out and punch people? He like, is crazy. Exactly. Batman's just He's as crazy, crazy as all his other people that he fights. Oh, man. Beautiful character. Beautiful imagery. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Minute number 22 still? Yeah. Do you guys have any... Uh... Any notes? I don't know where to go from here. I've kind of lost track. No, yeah, I'm kind of... Um... Yeah, I th- we've, we've gone off the rails, but that's kind of my notes, and my notes for the next minute are fairly similar, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so. okay. Same, same kind of thing. Um, one of my last questions I had written down was just, is there a correlation between the ongoing plot of the villain, who shall not be named, um, and like what's going on with the trafficking of these Asian women, or is it just kind of just so happens kind of thing um you said uh, the villain who shall not be named what are you referring to i just you haven't released any episodes so i'm not caught up on the terms you're using this is very true (laughs) well we haven't we haven't met we haven't met the villain of this film yet and but his his influence and his dastardly plan has been in effect in effect since i'm gonna stop you right there because you can even go so far as to say there's another you know, the villain, this is the introduction to the villain of the film. So, two villains, whatever. You're going to refer to Mr. <laughs> Luther, right? Mr. I'm talking about Luther Jr., yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm saying, so his he has a plan, right? It's been yeah. in effect this entire film. Sure. Since, you yes, know. Yes, yes, yes. Second... So does this correlate with everything? Well, I mean, we learned later that, like, the guy was supposed to be told about, like, I the white the... Portuguese and stuff. and Yeah, because Batman in this scene is doing some work that relates to Detective. what we're going to learn is called the white Portuguese, yes. which involves who we're going to meet in <laughs> which, tomorrow's I'm minute. sorry. I've got to say Batman's the worst detective ever in this movie. You like, think? Yeah. Like you didn't do a Google search once you heard the, and said, Oh, there's a boat registered under the name white Portuguese. Who knew? Like, no, oh, it just drove me nuts. <laughs> like that's a huge revelation that, Oh, it's the name of a boat. I think you could have found that as a detective sooner. Maybe. I think we'll Maybe get it there. was just like a one night thing. Like he just found out all this out in this <laughs> no, night. I, I I don't know. See Batman comics go so fast, like one night it could be like an entire book and there's so much information in an entire book. You know? So I, I think know. he was just whatever context he was giving Alfred was like old news that he was already like two steps ahead, but he was like barely leading Alfred along. I think it was so. just explanation to the so to he's, the he's audience. He's toying with Alfred, and that's supposed to redeem Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I just think well, he always does that. He does it with all the Robins too, and stuff like that. Where he's always like, he gives them. He thinks uh, they think that he's like letting him, letting them in on everything, but he's always like. I don't trust anyone. I'm just yeah. going to keep thinking about like, oh, it's a ship. And it's like, a, you know, and then it's not until later where Alfred's like, it was never about a boat or. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It, so yeah. I think it was just something that he had to come up with. He's like, oh, you know, I just found this out. Like, no, you didn't just find yeah. this out. I don't know. I give him too much credit, probably. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Both of us. But, but um, yeah. yeah, I just didn't know if like the trafficking of the women itself was a was playing a part or was or was it just there as well um i mean it's probably it probably plays a part in in lex's plan but it's probably something where it's like a cover-up mm-hmm. of something like uh he just ended up using a like guy. shipping a crate of bananas but surprise there's bananas full of cocaine something like that <laughs> something like that and spiders um, cocaine and for spiders. me it was like i remember in the theater it was just like 
okay, we Batman isn't a good guy, and what we're about to see him doing, like, it's a really weird choice to have him spoiler yeah. branding people but he's the having the movie. having uh it be this human trafficker like that's one of the most like universally condemned like there is no yeah. gray area this is on the side of evil and and there's absolutely no no defending it and so by it, it was like this introduction to a very dark and grim and and you know borderline evil batman but he's stopping this undeniable evil in being the way he is. So it allows Zack Snyder's version of Batman, which is crossing lines that no other film version of Batman really has before. Uh, but but you're doing it in this context of human trafficking. So you're you're allowing it to be a darker world already, which is extremely which smart. Is Gotham. Yeah. I mean, we can't just. I don't know. It has to be something this intense right i mean it can't just be like a mugger yeah no, it can't br- be because, if he's branding yeah. a mugger <laughs> like, yeah it and really I, can't be and i like it that it's not just okay we're cutting in on batman beating up an iconic villain or something exactly like, he's not like stopping you know a heist some black mask two-faced. yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever and like they're at the shipping docks and he's like get, get this shipment of banana filled cocaine out of here yeah exactly <laughs> oh man Cocaine-filled bananas, not banana-filled cocaine. Let me be clear. We don't <laughs> want... Banana-flavored cocaine. <laughs> That's the one way to really start your morning. You get your potassium and your cocaine. <laughs> um, but that is all I have for this minute. Um, you guys wrapped up as well? So yes. This kind of bleeds into tomorrow, so I don't want to take up too much of our notes. Um, but all right, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. So find us at toolmedia.com where you can find out all our other shows and you can join us some of our past guests and listeners at DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society on Facebook we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute